Gotta hustle. Just like us, man. Just mm-hmm. slanging yep. t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got designs for you. I gotta send them to you. Yeah. Uh, all right. I don't I actually. I haven't finished the uh, hashtag uh, full squad on the on the tramp stamp part of the shirt yet. So mm-hmm. I gotta finish that before I send okay. it out. I thought it was gonna be hashtag strap on. No, no, strap on is on the nipple. Yeah. And then hashtag full squad is on the back. Okay. On the tramp, tramp stamp, on the small of the back. Gotcha. I don't think okay. there. I didn't think we we're gonna do the logo. I think that's just gonna be it. <laughs> People will just know. I'm a little confused why the strap-ons on the nipple. <laughs> Somehow you turned your 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 our, a quick t-shirt meeting into like pillow talk. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> it's Colson. He's that's uh, right. Yeah. Everything turns indie. to pillow talk, Joey. You know me. Mm-hmm. So do all the ladies, you know what I'm saying? Did we do a second sync? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. Sorry, I got distracted. Can't imagine why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to... Uh, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm going to be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch unbelievable goodness. Welcome, Pacers fans. You are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. This is episode 558, Company from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and former season ticket holder. This show, we're going to discuss how we think the rebuild of the Pacers should look like, and I want to talk a little bit about the ramifications uh, of COVID running through the league again. Joining me this show are all three of our analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, from the high school home of Jameson Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Uh, Shout out to my sister-in-law, who's celebrating a birthday uh, when this podcast comes out, and shout out to... uh, those that are celebrating uh, the Christmas holiday. Enjoy your time with the family, hopefully. From Asheville, North Carolina, choosing to spend his time with us. I appreciate that, buddy. Uh, he's our in-house bartender, mixing up the drinks in the crappy jingles. John Colton. What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Undebeatables? Um, I would like to, uh, this week, uh, shout out Isaiah Jackson, who I believe I, I called Isaiah Stewart last week, so... Mm. Shout out, rookie! Uh, you need to see some more minutes so I get your name right. Yeah, that's on. It's on him. On him. This is not my fault. This is on him. This is victim blaming, is what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. In your defense, I do, I there do. is an Isaiah Stewart in the league. So in the universe, probably. Yeah. yeah. I thought we'd signed Isaiah Stewart, and then and you got uh, really excited. You were like, "Yes." Yeah. I do love it. It was a sentence too that started with the untouchable. 
Yes. <laughs> the Isaiah Stewart. Who his name. <laughs> I forgot his name. Hey, Isaiah Stewart, probably untradeable. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Shout out Isaiah Jackson. We love you. A big fan. Uh, from Boise, Boise, Idaho, out west. It's our enforcer, John Harper. What is going on, fellas? Uh, go ahead and uh, shout out our Indiana Pacers today, who, according to Sportsline projections, have a 15.2% of making the postseason. Mm. That's more than zero. Yeah. That is way more than I thought. I'm going to push Ooh. all my chips in now. Let's go. <laughs> Is that before um, we trade all our players, or is that like that's just with our current squad? Or they're thinking we're going to trade for Kevin Durant? Is that what they're thinking? Obviously. <laughs> uh, before uh, we get into uh, the rest of the show, we uh, uh, want to remind you this show is brought to you by you. Uh, it's brought to us, brought to you by our patrons over at patreon.com slash Undebeatables. You can support us for as little as a dollar per month. Thank you to everyone who's done so. Um, it really helps us uh, improve our, our equipment and whatnot and uh, looking to make some more uh, purchases. So thanks to everyone who's done that. Again, over at patreon.com slash undebeatables. Um, check out all the different tiers. So, as we discussed in the Tuesday show, we I think we all believe that the the Pacers are not in uh, a position for success, and something's got to happen. And by something, I mean there's got to be personnel changes. You know, there's sort of two ways. You know, I think sort of high level ways to go. This one is the uh, the hard way, and the soft way. Colson, hard or soft? Is that uh, <laughs> What do you what do you, what's your preference on that? <laughs> Whatever she prefers, I guess. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> um, no, so uh, here's the deal. Um, I I have always been on the Donnie Walsh page, which is you don't break it down. You 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 make uh, uneven trades to keep up this team and keep it alive and and well. Um, we have done that for the entirety of my time being a fan with the exception of a few years during Jim O'Brien. Um, but, um, pretty much after a four year dip, put ourselves back on the map. Um, <clears throat> I, I bring this setup all the time, but, but, um, under Dunny Walsh, we were more likely to go to the Eastern conference finals than we were to miss the playoffs. Um, he was not interested in, in having us tank. Um, this is, I believe that Pritchard, you know, uh, inherited that along because uh, that's what what the Simons want um, is to continue to be competitive and 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 put a team on the floor that's going to at least compete for the playoffs. This is a pretty unique situation. Uh, we have uh, an elite coach. Um, at least when we brought him in, we thought he was one of the top five coaches that matter. Um, that's remains to be seen at this point. Um, things aren't going great. Um, he's currently in COVID. <laughs> Um, and uh, hasn't shown him a bunch what we thought. What I thought, I, th- I thought he was going to be able to take this team and turn it around. Um, and so I'm a little down on on Carlisle right now. Um, do I notice some nice things that he does during a game? Sure, but I'm a little down on 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 coach right now. Um, 
do I like this collection of players? Yes, I thought I was really excited. I thought this collection of players could, you know, battle for home court. Um, I really think that uh, uh, Brogdon, Levert, Miles Turner, and Sabonis are, you know, they're not, you know, A1 guys, um, but they're B guys. And if you get four or five B guys on a team, you think you'd be able to at least compete for the playoffs. Um, and so clearly this isn't working. There's some chemistry issues. There's something between hard and soft reboot. I'm always going to go with Donnie Walsh and go with a soft reboot. Um, but I think it can be harder than normal, if that makes sense. So I think we should trade two of our B players for draft picks and young players and not worry about bringing back an impact player. Mm-hmm. Um, and then let Brogdon and whoever's left lead a fairly talented, you know, I mean, a competent bench of, of Justin Holiday and, and uh, Keelan Martin and O'Shea Brissett and let them get through the season. Um, and whoever's left on this team to be too competitive and try to create some chemistry. I, I, think, I think my concern is trading away five guys for nothing you know i just don't think it's worth it so i'm going for two guys (laughs) and some draft picks and some young prospects and i don't want to i feel like what uh you know uh we're gonna do instead is try to bring back an asset and screw this all up so i'm going with the hard soft reboot so you're you're um, i'm not tanking firmly sitting on the fence yeah i'm not tanking but I don't think we should keep fighting for the playoffs. We're going to stay in the middle like we always do. That's what I'm voting for. Vote yeah, some we draft can do picks. that from where we're at. Why do sure. anything? Because we don't have enough draft picks. I think we should try to get a draft pick and some young talent because we don't have that much young talent. We've got guys in the – okay, okay, all right, never mind. Let's start, <laughs> Let's you... start over. No, 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 no. no, no Let's no, not no. trade no, anybody. No, no. Let's not trade anybody. No, no. We're, Next, we're, Harper, no. your turn. No, we're not trading anybody. We're <laughs> – we're bringing in Lance Stevenson, and we're going to make the playoffs. Never mind. I changed my vote. Uh, That's all we need. Uh, we just sure. got to shake up the chemistry. Sure. Uh, I mean, Is that what you do with the chemistry? You just shake it up? That's how chemistry works, right, Jason? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think my like the hardest thing for me about answering this question is the the things that I don't know that hopefully Kevin Pritchard does. You know, our big signing last season was Malcolm Brogdon, right? So presumably the purpose of this was to give him the keys to the car and then watch it go real far, real fast. But that hasn't proven to be the case. And he's the one guy we can't move, but I'm not convinced he's not the one guy we need to move. Hmm. So it makes it a, because I know so little about what's wrong with this team, it it becomes a difficult question to answer. Hmm. I mean, definitely some stuff needs to happen but I don't know that the guys in charge have, have truly identified what the problem is for me. So, I mean, armed with that total lack of knowledge, I mean, I, I would lean towards a soft reboot, right? Because I agree that the collection of talent on paper when we started the season was, I, I thought it was excellent. I picked us to win in the high 40s mm-hmm. with a new coach and, you know, Malcolm Brogdon and Domana Sabonis leading our team. Uh, and that and that just hasn't panned out at all. So, I still like the talent on the team. I, you know, we're still a very young team, full of young guys with lots of upside. 
So I, I guess I would favor that route without additional knowledge. Yeah, nobody's really in their prime yet. Or they're, they're just beginning their prime, you know? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so we're... Joey, you're a former bee guy. Um, how do you... <laughs> how do you feel about, about this? Um, yeah, I mean, I think the... the the sort of core of the team in general is 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 pretty intact, but um, I mean, I think just moving, just making one, I, I I just making one move first and seeing seeing what happens. Like I say, I like the coach, you know. Individually, I like all the players uh, for the most part. I don't really have a problem, you know. Most of the guys when I see them out there, I'm I'm you know pretty happy. A couple of the guys, I'm you know kind of are, are replacement level and and don't get me excited. Um, so all the guys? But, no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah, I mean, I think just just basically, you know, like I, I, I like Turner and I like Sabonis and uh, I don't want to see either of them go. Um, whichever one you can find the best sort of relative package for, like package deal. Um, wherever you can make the most gains on a trade, you know, relatively speaking, is is you know, unless I mean, for me, that's what it is: is just move one of those guys or 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 Levert, I guess. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I appreciate that perspective, right? Obviously, from an economic uh, economic sort of perspective of NBA assets, that's the way to go. Like, which yeah. of these guys can you get the most return for? The thing that scares me about that is that we don't necessarily know who is the guy that we want to do a soft rebuild around. You know, whatever. After, you know, the brawl or whatever, it was like, okay, we we have Jermaine O'Neal, like, and we have Tinsley. Like, let's do a soft rebuild around them. It didn't work, obviously. We had to chip in the chair. Exactly, and it, but it was clear who those guys were, that right. it was like, these are the dudes that we're building around. And what worries me now about a soft rebuild is like, who are the dudes that are like, that's our chip in our chair right now? That if we have those two guys on the floor, we have a chance to win a ball game and like, let's take all the, strip all the, the non-essential parts away from that and we can rebuild around them and get chemistry going. Like... Is that Brogdon and Sabonis? I mean, if it's not, we dug ourselves a huge hole. <laughs> I mean, okay, so I, I've, I've listened to a bunch of uh, other NBA podcasts that aren't as good as ours, um, and <laughs> what everybody is throwing out uh, Pacer trades because everybody wants Sabonis, everybody wants Miles Turner. They all think they can be better on their team because these guys have great skills. They have great skill sets. You can run offense through. Uh, Sabonis, you can run defense through uh, Turner, and and there are teams that need those things. The fact that we can't unlock those things, and there's a bunch of fan bases out there that think that they can, is disturbing, and frustrating. Um, that we're not being able to make this work. I mean, I would argue that we're using. I mean, Sabonis has a, you know, a 23 per. He's averaging on the season. Um, you know, 18 points, 11 like rebounds, four assists. And d- tri- double-doubles, right? Or yeah. Like, I would argue that 
he's doing just fine for us. That's <laughs> I mean, not leading to wins. Like we're stifling his game somehow. No, but it's I not mean, leading to wins. But, but that's a different question. And like I said, I, I think if, if you're not building around Sabonis first, you know, you're in trouble. He's, I mean, I, I don't know what metric to use that he's not our best player. Right? Like, unless you're only looking at defense, he's our best dude. All I don't know is whether Brogdon and he want and can play together. Because together, they're both individually very good, but it's not adding up to much. Yeah, they don't seem to have any chemistry. They don't seem to be building a relationship, right? There's not like the Brogdon-Sabonis pick-and-roll is just destroying the league, right? Like, you almost feel like they're... They're running different sets. They're on the different courts. Like, they're both really good, nice players. But, like, I don't see much chemistry between them. Agreed. And that's that's the problem, right? Like, So, well, then, Sabonis so, has to move unless you want to wait until next year to – unless you want to move Turner now and wait until next year to move Brogdon and just build around Sabonis. You, you can't keep both those guys on the team long term if that's – that can't be your chip in the chair if they don't have a relationship. If they don't have a relationship. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, like, I understand. So, Herb Simon came out with, like, a interview with some reporters this week or something like that. And was like, hey, wait, wait, wait. Everybody got it wrong. We don't want to do a, uh, a full rebuild. We've never done that here. I don't want to be a part of that. And I understand his reticence to do that. Like, to go into the toilet, especially in a small market like Indianapolis, is, like, a very risky thing to do. Especially with our attendance as bad as it is right now, right. specifically. Like, if you're Philly, like, sure, going to the toilet, like, Philly has millions upon millions of people. They're going to sell tickets. It's fine. They were bitter before. They're going to be bitter after. It doesn't matter. Right. Even Houston <laughs> is, like, a huge They're city. still going to throw like, batteries. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, like, the opportunity to do this, like, strikes only so often, right? Like... And we are poised, one could argue, to reap a crap ton of assets, <laughs> uh, the technical term, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> from the league for these, for, you know, Turner, Sabonis, Levert, and then if we go into next year, Brogdon. Whatever, well, and right? shout out to Pritchard for not signing untradeable contracts. Like, every one of these guys is extremely movable. They're right. all very talented. Except, except Isaiah Stewart. We will not move that guy. <laughs> Or Isaiah Jackson, and, uh, and or with good or Duarte, <laughs> and I mean, I mean, so the the what it comes down to me is like the the goal is to win a championship, right? And while we have gotten close, we've never had a top three player in the league, right? In Indianapolis, right? And the route to getting that is that we're n- that dude is not going to come via trade, and that person is not going to come via free agency. Or it's very, very, very unlikely that it's coming those those ways. The way that it might happen is the way that it happened in Milwaukee, where you drafted a guy, and you nurtured that, and you built around that, and you culture you, you created a culture that got you to a championship. And 
I mean, as, as much flack as Sam Hinkie took for, like, you know, the process, like, Philly was right there. <laughs> like, you know, they had a shot. Like, I, I don't know. There's, so, a, there's a distressed asset in, in uh, Ben Simmons that's out there that we could probably pick up. I mean, I'd argue that we've tried. We have tried, but what I'm saying is try again. Now everybody's <laughs> on the table. I don't know. I mean, as a general rule, if you didn't like the trade before, don't get desperate and like it now. That's probably not a good way to do business. That's a a very good point. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's also easy for me to say, like, okay, let's bottom out and see what's going on. Like, I've never had to watch a bottomed out team, you know? Like, I don't know how hard that is to watch a a Detroit that wins, like, you know, (sighs) is four and whatever they are now. Like, that can't be fun. (laughs) No. And but I mean, a part it's of one me of thinks things. that, like, you know, and it's probably a grass is greener thing. Like, that's got to be at least like more. Uh, the losses have are definitely less hurtful. Well, yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> that you and I, that we all could be doing season. a podcast about who's improving and what's going on, as opposed to just like staring at a team. You're like, none of it really matters. Like, are we getting better? <laughs> we're not. Like, are you know, are we getting worse? No, we're just not good. Like, you know, like if you're if you have a bottom out team, at least you can like create some storylines this is just hurtful (laughs) it's just like a bunch of good guys that can't win a game together i mean like i don't know what to tell them either just coach right i mean uh, unclear what what they're talking about when we're not around (laughs) obviously as i said i just feel like there's a lot of stuff i don't know right and you know bottoming out for a year and doing a hard reboot and getting a great draft pick that you're confident in uh, and then immediately building around that is one thing and I would be okay with that as long as it felt like there was a plan in place. However, here we are, you know, a third of a way through a season and making that decision now on the fly mm-hmm. would say to me that, yeah, this is not something we're going to be able to get done in a year. This is at least a year and a half, the next two drafts worth of operation. Right. Mm. So yeah. Yeah. without you know. the clear who we're building around, like, is it Levert? Is it? Well, but that's the risk, right? Well, so yeah. you're talking about We're a soft rebuild. We're not building rebuild. around anyone at that point. No, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 no, yeah. no, exactly. no. I'm saying we're building around like Duarte. I don't know some dude that's coming out of high school two years from now, right? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So and Duarte is our leader. So Duarte and and uh, Isaiah Jackson are are the untouchables, and that's what we're building around. Okay. Yeah, that's going to put us in the weeds for a long time. Right. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking if you picked yeah. one of our five decent dudes that are starting and said, "Hey, let's that that'll be our veteran." One of our five B guys. Yeah, one of our five B guys. Who like, are these we don't even know five B guys that we? <laughs> that we don't <laughs> even know who that is. Starting that lineup. Right. right, that's our that's our starting lineup. Does that include Duarte? Mm-mm. No, it, uh, that includes um, Warren. Warren. So if you took Brogdon. Lavert, uh, Warren, Levert, Warren, Turner, and Sabonis. Turner and Sabonis, like those are all B guys. I mean, Sabonis is a B plus guy and A minus guy, but because he's an all star. And Brogdon, people tell me, is an A minus guy. And and, guy. and and I think that that uh, Miles Turner is a A guy on defensive end, but probably overall a B minus guy, right? Because he doesn't plus maybe. Yeah, because he didn't rebound enough. I mean. Phew, 
I mean, you're not going to win a championship with your best player if you've graded him an A minus. Warren's our best player. Right. Warren's our best <laughs> player, and we haven't seen it. Warren plays defense and offense. And Warren hasn't played a game. I in know. This is what I'm saying. This is our this even, is our problem. Our well, our best player well, doesn't like play he has basketball. No desire for us. to play for. He doesn't really That's like our, our team. Yeah. Our problem is that he does not want to play for yeah. us. Yeah. And it's unclear to me whether that's a deep seated organizational issue, whether he's kind of a jerk, or exactly how to split that blame up. Or it's a deep tissue issue. You know what I'm saying? No. I thought I was, try- I was trying to make it. It's a deep issue deep tissue issue i don't know I, it was funnier in my head no okay. i'm saying he could be really injured is what i'm saying maybe he's like well, uh in in camp bjorkgren and he's just yeah you know, out because of <laughs> it's all right. about camp bjorkgren right. he's still protesting the fact that bjorkgren's yeah. no longer around <laughs> i mean you can you can be not 100 percent healthy and still you know be at all the games and talking to the media and talking up this team and doing your part as a leader right. just being not, on you know, yeah rooting and yeah, being a good teammate. Uh, where is TJ Warren? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's there at the game. But he's I our. Mean, I, I, I have heard best, boo from that guy. Right. And he's yeah. our best player. Well, uh, I don't know. He was for a week, two, two years ago. I don't know. He's our best two but way he's player. Still, There's nobody even else if that he's plays best defense player, and offense. He's a That's B plus dude. That's right. Like, but he's, he's the totally best right. two way like, player. No a he's. he's, he's He's the new uh, Bojan Bogdanovic, right? Like, he plays both ways. He's a competent player both ways. He's not a star, but, like, he's a guy you could ha- – if he wanted to be an element of your team and he was behind your team, you could keep that guy on your team and build around that, a B-plus guy. So, like, why? Yeah. But he doesn't I mean, want to be here. So. For my part, like, I still believe Damanis Sabonis is potentially a big star, right? Like, I mean, clearly my team doesn't agree with me, but I just think a guy who can put up, you know – 20 plus and 14 and is one of the best big man passers in the league has a chance to be a real star at his age. And I think he'll continue to get better. And our lack of commitment to him, I find worrying, even if it is just words to the press. Right. And you know, it, it, again, it's just another touch point of, you know, just poor institutional messaging, which is probably just an output of, you know, bad leadership really. Mm Mm-hmm. So, before we go into the big reboot, I mean, you know, if that's going to be the plan, I mean, you almost have to get rid of Pritchard for me, right? I mean, I, I just don't know that he's the guy to lead us, you know, into the next iteration of the Pacers if that's what the plan's going to be. Problem is, I'm not really sure who's out there, and we definitely missed our moment if we liked Danny Ainge because he just got signed. By who? Yeah, where is he going? Utah? Uh, oh, uh, I think it's Utah, right? Yeah, he went to Utah Jazz. He's like That's correct. Doing some co, uh, co-parenting of the organization or something. <laughs> yeah, and, and I don't know how much GM they need it. They're, they're one of the doing. most consistent franchises in the NBA. So, um, the rich get which, richer, I guess, or the witch get richer. Sure. I mean. When you have an an organization that's running well, you go out and find talent to and get you know better. backfill your current talent and make you better, right. and so that's what they yeah. did. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> let's let's go to halftime here. Uh, one thing I did want to mention before we go, just to, uh, on the way out, is uh, uh, speaking of rebuilding in the draft, the uh, Indiana Fever just had the the, the lottery drawing just happened. 
and pace, or, sorry, the, the Fever, even though they had a 44% chance, uh, which was the highest in the league, they did not get the number one pick. Um, they got the second pick, and it went to the Washington Mystics, who mm. were only 17.8% chance. Uh. Woohoo! So, <laughs> so the Mystics get the, uh, the number one pick, so... Um, What's all that losing for if you're not going to get the number one pick, you know? Well, okay, I mean, we're so real good at losing. Like, lesson learned. You tank harder? I don't know. Um, well, maybe they, we don't tank. Oh, okay. They went 12 and 42. And uh, also, the WNBA like seems really lopsided because the Dallas Wings were 27 and 27 and still... Has a ten percent chance uh, to, to to win the number one pick. So, jeez. Anywho, um, so, but they said this. They have, the 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 uh, Fever have two first round draft picks, and they said this is a really deep uh, uh, draft. So they they're feeling good about their future. Alrighty, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back in the second half to talk about. Well, we'll have a stat of the week first, and then uh, how COVID's ravaging the league. Shout out. Shout out Fever? Multiple yes. ways? <laughs> I don't know. Fever, just the, Indi- fever just the Indiana Fever. <laughs> To uh, the the rest of the, the league news we were going to talk about, did want to bring up my stat of the week, Joey stat of the week. I like uh, I like checking in on the the, the uh, locations that uh, my friends live, and I caught this news from Boise, Idaho. Oh boy! Uh-uh. And normally, you think it's it's be something with some guns or something crazy. <laughs> You know what? It's a wholesome story. It was about a library book that was ch- checked out and was returned a little bit late. It was 110 years after it was due. Whoa. Jeez. 
<laughs> I'm shocked we had a library in 1911. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Um, let's see. The book was called... Uh, the New New Chronicles of Rebecca, which I believe is a, like, you know, sort of book for young girls. Uh, juvenile girls is what the... the Wasn't that a sitcom on the UP or something? Like <laughs> it probably is all, also <laughs> is that, yeah. Um, the book was originally $1.50, but... Um, that seems pricey back then. I know, and... They said this. This this surprised me. They said that the a props to the the library system because they don't charge for overdue books anymore. Uh, they stopped in 2019, so props to them for that. And then also, um, the late fee would have been eight hundred dollars, which seems low for 110 years. Yeah, clearly they're not compounding any interest on those late fees. So. Mm, I mean, that's not. they're just we, we do have laws against pyramiding late scheme late fees here. So mm-hmm, <laughs> there mm-hmm, you go. Mm-hmm. It's at the original rate of uh, eight pence or something. Like <laughs> Maybe, that. yeah. That book, yeah. I feel like that book, if it's in any kind of condition, has to be worth like tons of money just by sheer definition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, yeah, they, they, they lost all the paper records, uh, or they just got rid of the paper records. So they have no idea who returned it. They have no idea who checked it out. Um, but it did have uh, some markings on it. Um, Saying that it was uh, proper to the library, so someone did the right thing, you know, even though it wasn't uh, when it was, should have been done. Yeah, either that or they just donated it. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, way to go to Boise. Yeah, shout out Boise. Shout out. All right, so as we've we've mentioned a couple times here, so there are uh, COVID is is well, COVID never left, obviously. Um, but uh, the Omicron variant and and it's you know other the other varieties um, are running around the league and the country and the world um, more than they were. In fact, there's um, I think eight, as of recording, there's like five games that were going to be postponed. So you Cavs, Hawks, Nuggets, Nets, Pelicans, Sixers. Uh, the Bulls had, had got to move some games around. Uh, Coach uh, Frank Vogel was going to be on the sidelines for a while. Carlisle, of course. Um, um, well, I guess of interest to us, maybe, is uh, while Vogel is out, uh, Fisdale will be coaching uh, in his steed. Mm. So that's, I mean, we like Fisdale. But, yeah, there's some teams that are really struggling with this. Um the Nets are another one that you know there's an increasing amount of people that are you know coming down or, or having exposure to someone that that has COVID. Um, and I guess in this same conversation, uh, the Nets uh, purportedly as a uh, did say they were going to bring back uh, Kyrie as a part-time player uh, to play in the away games. Um, and then essentially the next day, 19 hours later approximately, um, he entered the health and safety protocol. Um, and there's actually discussions going on with the with the um, the players association on what's an appropriate response, like to minimize the um, the, the amount of games that are going to be postponed. So they 
you know, I think maybe uh, maybe amending the the uh, some of the short term contracts that um, players can have just just to fill in, you know, so you have to have eight players suit up to play the game, and um, um, you know, some of these teams if they if they sign a couple of guys, maybe they can not postpone a few games. So um, none of that stuff is all worked out yet, but uh, it's it's uh, back, and I don't, you know, there's 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 other uh, sports and. Uh, you know, I think some, there's some hockey games they're talking about relatively quickly, like going back to no spectators. And and um, I saw, I think Harvard was talking about uh, uh, just going back to uh, distance learning again next next year. Um, mm-hmm. I'm interested to see, you know, if uh, they're they're starting to to reinflate the bubble. Um, or what the plan is, Jason? What are your thoughts on, uh, you know, heading? Hopefully not for long, but you know, uh, the reemergence of this is uh, affecting the league. I mean, this is just tragic, right? Like, I mean, it's affecting everything, right? The NBA is the smallest of concerns, right? Sure. Like the right. this Omicron variant is ridiculously transmissible. Um, luckily, it's not, or doesn't seem as virulent as uh, previous versions, so people aren't getting as sick, but it's still pretty intense. And, you know, I was just pulling up the numbers, you know, 125,000 new cases a day in the U.S., and, you know, still we're at, what are we, over 1,000 people a day are dying, like, it's just sad like that this is um the state of affairs and i mean i think there's a lot of things that could be done i guess but you know even in the face of you know some of these things like you know rampant testing and isolation and stuff like that which the nba is doing like still this thing is spreading and i don't know i don't know what which I mean, I'm just exhausted by this whole thing. <laughs> like it's just ridiculous. Like, I don't yeah, know. I'm also the wrong guy to talk to because you know the you know the acceptable end states that we would have pointed to at the beginning are now totally beyond our reach. Right? I mean, yeah. it's super duper clear that the American population is not going to vaccinate to the point where we can actually do something useful to stop this. Yep. Therefore, this is just our current state of existence, and there's no reason to think that it's going to change very much over any particular time horizon. So, you know, I know that doesn't sound very hopeful, but, you know, the reality is kind of got to do what you do, right? Because uh, expectation of change on a large scale at this point seems uh, highly, highly unlikely. You know, the good news is, you know, professional athletes very rarely come down with you know life-threatening infections so um i'm sure in spite of colson's hopes to the contrary kyrie irving will make it out of this just fine uh (laughs) but you know yeah i don't know what to say there yeah i mean I i think the larger question is like sort of as a society and this really hurts me to say this because it's like basically bowing to the people that were like why did we shut everything down in the first place but like at this point i mean it seems clear to me that SARS-CoV-2 is going to be an endemic 
mm-hmm. thing. Like it's going to be like the flu. It's just going to circulate. It's going to mutate every year or every so often. And we're just going to have to do we're just, People are going to catch COVID like for the rest of eternity, basically. And, you know, and we'll get annual boosters or maybe even semi-annual boosters, like given the way that this thing is super, like, you I know, mean, I'm hearing will. stories of people that are like boosted <laughs> and still getting COVID. Like, so this thing is, yeah. it, it's, <laughs> it's the stuff that science fiction writers write books about, you know, like yeah. this is like yeah. intense. So I don't know. And then like, you know, do, how do we, how are we going to live our lives like going forward? Right. Cause like the thing that, that is super frustrating is like we do, everybody sort of does these half measures now, sort of prevention and social distancing, like blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, like we go to the office and it's like in certain areas we, you have to wear your mask, but then in other areas you don't like if you're, you know, you come into my office and it's just the two of us and we're both vaccinated, we can wear our mask. We can go without masks, but like if we're, two doors down in a larger space we have to wear masks and like but i don't know it's not stopping the spread at all basically right yeah yeah yeah. a and then b like these half measures are like not really preventing spread at all right wouldn't think and so i had one i had a a a building i was entering for work Uh, this was last winter and it was you know it was cold outside i was uh in michigan and it was you know, uh, late fall, early winter up there. And it was, you know, like below freezing. And I come in from outside and the way they tested, they, you know, you had to take a test to get into the building, but it was uh, like a forehead temperature scanner. And I had just come in from the outside where it was cold. And so like my temperature <laughs> showed low. So, um, I did not, you know, I did not have a fever. So it's not, it's not, uh, not effective testing. <laughs> well, I mean, that's just yeah. That's I mean, I looked at. It, I was like, oh, I'm gonna. That's the most I'm gonna stick on a pig version of like us feeling, you know, safe is the stupid <laughs> like surface temperature infrared test. Like that's just dumb. Like yeah, I was. I looked at. It, I was like, oh, no matter what happens, no no matter how sick I am or not, right now I'm gonna have a cold temperature. Yeah, exactly. So, it's not like I'm bleeding uh, from my eyeballs. We should be good here. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I think that people are going to continue to do what the NBA is doing. It's like try to just forge ahead, like especially all these like large companies like are still reeling from losses, you know, from twenty twenty. So they don't want to give away any gate revenue. Like nobody wants to give that back. <laughs> nobody wants to pause the NBA to like get things under control and to their. Cre- not credit what's the word like in in support of their position fairness, like yeah. the yeah in fairness there you go thank you that <laughs> pausing didn't allow us to like get a root vaccinated and like isolate for a month and like be like okay cool we have things under control like that's just i don't know it's very frustrating yeah no for sure and it's disheartening and you look around and you know there's just so many preventable deaths and i know i know people who have died because of this thing and you know those are the choices that people are making you know so certainly hopefully if you're listening to this pod you know and you're on the fence go out do some research vaccinations have been given to 
millions upon millions upon millions of people. It is very, very, very safe. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, COVID is not. Um, and it's demonstrably helpful. Yes. In both mm. limiting spread and limiting severity of illness. Like, it's it's the best thing that you can do mm-hmm. for you and your family and loved and ones and even society. Yeah. Yeah. Specifically with the league, I mean, so how do you guys feel about these, like, you know, uh, signing all these um, contracts and and ten day, ten days? Like, would you prefer that they? What do you prefer they do with the season? You know, it, it's. Do you would you rather have them play with guys that you don't know and and just get it just finish it or? I mean, or yeah, what? in some ways, like I feel like, like you want to. If you're the NBA, what you want to do is incentivize good behavior and incentivize teams to not go into, you know, like have a bunch of dudes in COVID protocol. And if the the incentive is you got to play no matter what, like sign Joe Schmo off the street, I don't care if, if the date is on your schedule, like you're playing that game, then that incentivizes teams to be, to take testing and and you know social distancing and all that stuff as seriously as possible and then i would argue potentially it 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 should make teams very invested in those things but it may also divorce the alignment of you know testing with their goals Uh, and i don't know exactly how those Uh, things yeah 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 (laughs) i don't know exactly how those things are are overseen by the league uh and i'd hate to think that any team out there would just you know stop or fudge any test for monetary sake, but I also, you know, to the greatest extent possible, you want to align, you know, your, your goals. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't have any good answers. I mean, I think it's probably going to affect lots of teams across the board. So most of it will probably come out in the wash on some level. Um, and maybe the incentive at the end is just, you know, hey, keep doing what you're doing, but you don't get to replay them, right? So for seating purposes at the end, we're going by, you know, how many wins you get rather maybe than win percentage. Mm. Um, I don't know if that helps the alignment problem or not, but um, you beyond that, you could set up a reserve group of, you know, potted up ambitious players uh, and ship them around to fill out <laughs> rosters, but, uh, you know, obviously that's problematic for a bunch of different reasons as well, given that they're going to be in close contact with people who were just in close contact with a bunch of COVID positive people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you're already playing basketball in front of 20,000 people, so what the hell, right? <laughs> so apparently the, the Magic Nets game yesterday had the combined 24 players that were out due to injury or health and safety protocols. Um, apparently so I like this uh, Austin Rivers his his quote after the game this is on his Instagram but he said you should have seen the Nets team we were playing Patty Mills Blake Griffin Cam Thomas were the only ones that we knew (laughs) see we had to do a whole new scouting report I didn't even know who I was guarding I was guarding anonymous (laughs) (laughs) it's so strong Uh, like I made the choice. I'm not going to the games until I feel comfortable. And so I don't know. I mean, yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is, man. I mean, I think at this point we've proven that like we cannot 
influence yeah, I mean, mass the behavior of masses of human beings in the United States to do anything basically yeah <laughs> like, so yeah exactly just no yeah. whatever yeah, I mean it's not just you know it's not just in the US I mean there's there's I mean I just saw this, I think the the uh, the Netherlands are getting ready to start a, a pretty strict lockdown here pretty soon for the same thing you know it's it's everywhere in in um some some sort of similar fashion but yeah but uh it's anyway. just effing exhausting i mean we were exhausted yeah, we were exhausted a year and a half ago right and like yeah. this is like i don't know the the long-term ramifications of this whole thing on everybody's mental health and like uh education like we've lost like two years of education of like young people which is just going to be devastating yeah. 20 years from now. Like, really need those kids to be paying my social security later. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, it's just going to be bad. But. They're going to get their, they're going to get their news from Instagram, you know, and that's just not something we see into adults. In their mind. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So like I said, Kyrie is back, um, but he is, um, he's in the protocol now. It is super weird to me that they just like up and changed the rule for Kyrie specifically because <laughs> to like shout out to the Nets for hold, sticking to their guns. Like, right. Come on. Well, he learned his lesson, right? Yeah. Totally. totally. Yeah, we are we are all about principle until it interferes with anything approaching a profit motive. <laughs> At right. which time we will abandon all hope. So, was he getting paid the whole time? I can't remember. No. I didn't pay. No? Mm. Ugh. Poor guy. (laughs) I don't know. He's making ends meet and stuff. Yeah. Well, so does he get paid now since they said okay? Yes. Okay. I I mean, my guess would be yes. Yeah. Gotcha. So that's super interesting. But he he was only going to be allowed to play road games anyway. Right, right. So he would cash road game checks, but not home game checks. I think. The may I don't know if they waive the fine. I think they were fining him as well, mm. on a game to game basis or something like that. I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but but he definitely was not getting paid. That's for sure. Speaking of getting uh, uh, news from fake sources, do you guys want to do it on a Google? <laughs> sure. Are we doing under Google Bulls? That was the plan. Super excited. Um, you told us we had to, sir. So. <laughs> you said, it was, you said, we, you said we signed up for it. In the end, it's going to be better and more true than Google can give you. Jason, I think it's time for an under Google Bull. What, uh, what do you got for us this week? How can I help you? <laughs> I mean, you, you have helped me so many ways throughout my life. <laughs> and the fact that you're willing to help me more is is so appreciated. Uh, okay, here's one for you. So you hear in the movies a lot, or on, uh, I guess basically the movies is the only place I hear it, is uh, people are talking on the walkie-talkies, or the CBs, and they're saying like, uh, 10-4, gotcha. Or Roger means the same thing, basically. Like, heard, 
you know, in other parlance, people say over or over and out, and that seems much more direct to me yeah. than Roger or ten four, which are vague. Roger Roger. What's the Victor Victor? What's Victor Victor Victor? Victor. <laughs> you guys uh, make... have any ideas on what? Um. Well, I mean, so me ten ten four just seemed like a like just a off a list of codes like for truckers or you know it feels military to me or maybe yeah or, or military but it just seemed like it was like a, a a list of codes that you would just say uh for different you know just whatever sure confirmation or you know um but why would you want a code for herd right because you're the I military guess, and you need I guess for yeah and yeah so you don't want people tapping your conversation or whatever I mean, it's not that. It's not like it's a brilliant cipher. Just, <laughs> okay. What are the tenth and the fourth letters of the alphabet? Well, D is the fourth. Yeah. So it's not like OK or something like that. It's not right. like. It's a simple substitution, but maybe it, it's a. Yeah. Uh, 10 is J. So, yeah, not very helpful at JD. all. JD. Lawyers in the house, <laughs> and then Roger. Uh, Roger has to be like an alternate of right, or uh, I don't know. Like, what's uh in the in the uh what's the in the phon- not the phon- uh, yeah, Romeo, like the NATO the phonetic, phonetic. It's Romeo. Yeah, NATO yeah. phonetic. Yeah, what's R is for uh, repossess or something? It's uh. It's Romeo. <laughs> Romeo. It's but Romeo. maybe pre-NATO, it was Roger, because that's way more American than Romeo. Mm. Ram. That's true. So maybe, but still, but then why R? Why is R like, got it. Got it. Maybe maybe there was a guy who just always understood what was going on <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> And his name was Roger. His name was Roger. <laughs> but we're um, thinking these are all, I mean, yeah, it seems very obvious that most of these are military-derived, right? Like I always think that. Because they're well, going to be at the forefront of, like, communication like this, where it's, you know, mm-hmm. out in the field and crackly, staticky radios, and, like, you need to be as clear as possible in your yeah. communication. And I like police as well you sure. know but i don't know if that's i mean i, I guess i would think that you know the, those technologies are going to come to the military first and yeah, just assume that like the police are all yeah. former military like, right i mean that's you know that's how the the stuff seems to work like you get the uh, your riot gear starts in the military and then it trickles down to your local police forces <laughs> and the tanks and stuff like, i mean uh, that's just logical that's just the way you right. would want to you know Secure a, a neighborhood. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we're assuming that these things are all radio and not byproducts of like Morse code or something. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Ten With seems Morse like code, a though, lot of a lot of seems like a lot of hashes. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like with the Morse code, though, I feel like there's. You know, you're. It's it's much much going to be much more clear. You know, dash, like dash, 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 
dot dot dot. He said he said what? <laughs> Every response is longer than the original message. <laughs> right. Excellent. I feel like with Morse code though, it's like it's you know it's uh, it's like the, you know it's the written word. It's not going to be as confusing. Uh, I don't. I feel like you know assuming that they're you know. Uh, you know, error rates are low. You know, I, I, I guess probably, but I'm sure they still jobs, punctuated you know? the end of a message somehow. Sure. Yeah, just like with the telegram, you would say, you know, you would say stop or whatever, like right. yeah. every sentence. Yeah. And then you would ha- you would want some sort of way to relay back to the person on the other end, like received mm-hmm. your whole thing. Maybe that's what a Roger is, is received. Yeah. Mm. I'm guessing so. Good call. And All right, good. I'm glad we worked that out. Yeah, I like <laughs> yeah. that one. Yeah, I guess the, the well, at least the 10-4, I feel like that that was probably part of a larger list of you know common responses um, for a little disambiguation. And so time, time wise, we're thinking this is post radio, post transistor. So the fifties, we're starting to do this stuff. Forties, yeah, probably Ooh. World War Two. I would have thought. Yeah, that's where I'm thinking. But I mean, I feel like they had they good didn't radios like, and well, they had Morse code and telegraph before that, right? So yeah, yeah. But I feel like they're definitely rocking those all of those technologies during World War Two. Okay, so we're, but At definitely like twentieth century, early to mid twentieth century. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And uh, strictly American. Good question. Doesn't uh, Roger doesn't Roger mean something filthy in British? Yes. So probably not British. It's what Colson hopes he's doing. <laughs> Perfect. But probably not. But well, probably, probably not. not. Uh, okay, let's see. Ten four is one of the so-called ten codes, ah. or radio signals invented by the Association of Public Safety Communications Officials International. It is an affirmative signal. It means okay. The 10 codes are credited to the Illinois State Police Communication Director, Charles Hopper, who created them between 1937 and 1940 for use in radio communication among cops. Nailed it, Joey. And we got the time frame. That, well, that seems pretty straightforward. The early thing that I'm getting on Roger is that Roger was phonetic for R, received and understood. Okay. Huh. So, but, okay, so here's Popular Mechanics, which is probably a little bit more trustworthy. The use of Roger as a confirmation has, has roots that go back even further than 1957. Uh, let me see. Roger comes from a phonetic alphabet used by military and aviation personnel during World War II. So, same deal. In the Morse code days, when sending long messages to be arduous, a useful shorthand was to respond with single meaningful letters. So responding to a message with the letter R, for example, simply let the sender know that the message had been received. 
When two-way radio came along, the shorthand continued, but with the word Roger instead of R itself. So on the back on the 10-4, um, when the technology was first being rolled out, there were limited uh, channels. So they had to make uh, their communications quick uh, or other people wouldn't be able to use it. So they were uh, using these codes to uh, just to, to communicate quicker. Yeah, so interestingly, 10-1 uh, meant you are being received poorly. Oh. And 10-2 is the equivalent of Roger, I guess, which is you are being received clearly. Ooh. And then ten four is understood, or I actually yeah. Yeah, gotcha. ten ten three shut up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stop transferring. Uh, so I like this one. So on uh, uh, on Wikipedia, the ten codes, uh, the first one on the list is ten max, and it means uh, somebody's a wall or a corrupt officer, mm. or officer cor- not following orders, insubordination slash rogue officer. Seems like a. Uh... Wide range of responses would be yeah. elicited. Yeah. For instance, 1035 is alcohol violation. 1034, riot. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is, though, okay. Yeah, Usually so you get a different... 1034 before, or 1035 before 1034, but I don't know. <laughs> there's different, um, so the 10 codes, there's different uh, standards, it looks like. So there's like the first ones in 1937, 39. Um, yeah, and there's just like, there's different, over time, there's uh, different standards. But yeah, I've seen a lot of these. Like 1091, prepare for inspection at this date and time. Mm. 1083, half officer, somebody call the station by telephone and then for some things they like have sub categories like so 1091 uh can mean prepare for inspection uh or it can also mean if you add a letter after it uh, animal in some uh state for instance uh Mm. a 1091 e is an animal bit somebody so because they're apparently quickly became regional and jurisdictional differences. Mm. Uh, it really wasn't until Hurricane Katrina that 9-11 has gone away from these 10 codes uh, and moved to just plain talk. So instead of yelling out, for instance, 1036, 1036, you just ask what time it was. Okay. Gotcha. Because 1036, if you're like communicating with somebody from some other jurisdiction, meant like... Uh, I'm being murdered. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Animal with a gun. <laughs> That's 1001 in Boise, by the way. Gotcha. <laughs> That's just like status quo in Boise. <laughs> so these are, I mean, the, the idea, same idea as uh, the what we've also, you know, you've you've seen some of these before, but these like the penal codes used by. Uh, different jurisdictions, but like in California, you know, well, uh, one eight seven is for homicide. Um, I think four twenty might be something. 
420 might be something. Uh, 311 was is one of them. It was like four. Uh, I think the the band no was from. Or something? It no, it was like. Um, uh, it was like public indecency or something because I think mm. one of them was streaking or something. I think it was. They were from like Kansas or something like that, uh, or Missouri or somewhere. All right, cool. Thanks, so, dudes. And, uh, hey, nailed it. Nailed it. Obviously. Illinois. Yeah. Uh, what was the guy's name? Dennis Hopper. No, that was all right. Isaiah Stewart. I <laughs> 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 Where'd it go? Charles Hopper. Charles Hopper. Put Shout it in the out. Hopper. And apparently, ten four is like, uh, or October fourth is a day to salute radio operators. Aha! Very nice. And of course, uh, did also those uh, caught on in the CB community too. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, certainly, uh, hearing a, a trucker say ten four was always it was always at least in the movies. Ten four, good buddy. Ten four, good buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It feels natural when you say it, Harper. Yeah. If they don't say that, I'll be sorely disappointed. They still use those in the uh, in the long haul. Yeah. Are they all on? Uh, They're just they on. All have, do you think they, I think everybody's on TikTok now. They're just on the ways. Yeah. <laughs> you think they communicate by dance now? <laughs> That's I right. Hope so it's, it's all interpretive dance. That's right. Yes. Well, it's the way everything's going. Yeah, we'll send Colson to a truck stop for some. Send Colson to a dance class, I think. Yeah, we'll send him to a truck stop to investigate in the middle of the night, see how that goes. <laughs> Do some interpretive dance, see how it catches on. See how it goes for him. <laughs> Put that on Facebook Live. should slap a GoPro to him and, and just, I just want to just do like a day in the life. Wind him up and let him go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd pay good money for that. Can we get Peter Jackson on this back <laughs> on this project? <laughs> I think so. He's all over this project. Peter, yeah. Peter Jackson would edit it down to a mere 16 hours. <laughs> okay. The tight 16. Tight 16. Yeah. Uh, all right, all right, team. I think uh, I think we nailed it. Should wrap it up for the day. Um, we're gonna get going here, but appreciate hanging out with us. Uh, we will be back with you on Tuesday, and probably. I guess it's holidays and all that good stuff. But we we we'll do our best. Uh, people will be traveling around, and but uh, we may have a. Might be able to do a little meetup. I don't know. Harper, you're excluded. Sorry. Cool. You're, but you're always, you're <laughs> <Cool>. definitely invited. <laughs> you're certainly invited. But everyone, yeah, have uh, have a ha- safe and healthy, happy holidays. Uh, you know, do what you do, but uh, you know, do your best to be safe, please. Um, uh, well, we're gonna get out of here. Thank you for listening. You can find us on the social media. It's a safe place to contact us. Um, we are on Twitter at Undebeatables. We're on Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. Our website is The Undebeatables. 
com. There's a contact form there. You can use that to send us a message. You can send us an email. Shout out at the unbeatables.com. And uh, we've got t-shirts for sale on the website slash store. And for the architect, Donnie Walsh, who is itching for a soft rebuild, and our once and always now Hall of Fame head coach, Bobby Slick Leonard, turn out the lights. The party is over. That was so much more hopeful than our last episode. Oh, good. Yeah. 10 4. 10 4. Good, buddy. <laughs> Roger, Roger. <laughs> the Roger, Roger, I, uh, I think it's like in a bunch of the Star Wars, uh, the uh, the droids say that all the time. It makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At least in some of the, some of the, I don't remember which ones. It's the, I think it's the crappy one, two, three ones. Mm. Oh, and I think it was also in some of like the, uh, some of the anim- like the animated ones, mm. which were some of those were better than those movies. But, I mean, I'm mm. assuming almost all of them were better than those movies. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what? There are people that are still huge fans of those, uh, and will what? defend them. The Phantom Menace. Yes. Okay. A hundred percent. You say so. I'm. I'm not one of them, but. Uh, there are people who out there who love them. You know, I think a lot of it had to do with the, the age you were at, at. You know, you know, you're if you're of the right age when those movies are coming out, you're all into it. But you know, for us, like if you were eight shit. and you grew up in yeah. a house with a lot of lead paint or something. <laughs> <laughs> you needed both of those factors, right? <laughs> <laughs> 